Books presents Red Hammer, V Plague Book Four by Dirk Patton. Narrated by Jeffrey Kafer. Take the children and yourself and hide out in the cellar. By now the fighting will be close at hand. Don't believe the church and state and everything they tell you. Mike and the Mechanics, Silent Running. Chapter One. Army Master Sergeant Darius Jackson stood leaning out over the narrow platform on the edge of the slow-moving locomotive, watching John Chase plummet more than eighty feet to the brownish-gray water of the Mississippi. There was a large splash, then the Major disappeared beneath the swirling surface of the river. "'Crazy motherfucker,' Jackson said to himself, staring at the spot where the Major had gone under. He wanted to stand there and see if the insane man surfaced, but he needed to get the train stopped and reversed. There were still evacuees back on the Memphis side of the bridge that hadn't boarded when the deserter, Air Force Captain Lee Roach, had hijacked the train. In a struggle with Rachel and Dog, the three of them had fallen off the train, past the bridge, and into the flood-swollen river below. Major Chase had immediately gone in after them. Shaking his head, Jackson slung the Major's rifle with his own and stepped into the locomotive cab to figure out the controls. It only took him a couple of minutes to get the train stopped, but several more to get it in reverse and moving back toward Memphis. While he worked, he was in radio contact with his CO, Colonel Crawford, somewhere above him in a Black Hawk helicopter. He did what? The tone of incredulity was clear in the colonel's voice. He jumped off the goddamn train and into the river, sir. Guess I should have listened to him and killed Roach when we captured him. Don't waste time second-guessing yourself, Master Sergeant. We're peeling off to see if we can spot them in the water. Get those people out of there. The Hummers and Bradley are almost out of ammo. Yes, sir. Out. While the train rolled backwards on the bridge, Jackson opened the side door, reached out, and tugged the large rear-view mirror into alignment. Roach had knocked it out and down to prevent Jackson and Major Chase from seeing inside the cab as they approached. Mirror in proper adjustment, he was able to see down the side of the train. Over a thousand people still stood on the bridge decking, as far away from the Humvees and Bradley that were guarding the entrance as they could get. All three vehicles were firing their machine guns, the Bradley also utilizing its chain gun to stop the infected, and there was a respectable pile of shattered bodies in a semicircle around the approach to the bridge. Eyes on the mirror and hand on the throttle, Jackson slowed the train as the rearmost car reached the part of the bridge that had solid decking beneath the rails. This is where the panicked evacuees waited and he slowed further. Fully on the solid portion of the bridge, Jackson cut the throttle to idle and set the brakes for the train cars and the four locomotives. Immediately people surged forward, climbing into the waiting cattle cars that were all that was left of the original train. The people loaded themselves quickly, frightened, but still willing to help each other. Jackson watched them climb on in the big mirror, willing them to move faster. The chain gun on the Bradley fell silent, and a moment later one of the Hummer's machine guns ran dry as well. That left one Humvee-mounted machine gun and the machine gun on the Bradley still in the fight. The greater destruction of the Bradley's chain gun had equaled the firepower of at least three machine guns, and with it out of ammo, the wall of infected quickly pushed forward. The semicircle of clear space around the entrance began rapidly shrinking. Jackson got on the radio with the soldiers holding the line, asked a few questions, then started issuing orders. Momentarily, he saw the majority of the men and women manning the vehicles exit and start running for the train. 
Once they had a hundred-yard head start, the Hummer that still had some ammo and the Bradley started following them out onto the bridge deck, machine guns still firing to keep the infected at bay. By the time the running soldiers reached the rear of the train, all the civilian evacuees were loaded. Even in the cab of the giant locomotive, Jackson could hear them screaming for him to start moving. The two military vehicles came to a stop twenty yards behind the rearmost car, the Hummer's machine gun going silent. The infected surged, but only covered a few yards before a Blackhawk swooped in and opened up with its door-mounted minigun. The helicopters were very low on ammo, and Jackson had held them in reserve for just this moment. He was determined to get all the soldiers on the train. The leading ranks of infected fell under the withering minigun fire. The heavy high-velocity slugs tore through bodies, the steel of the bridge, anything they touched. The remaining soldiers wasted no time in abandoning the two vehicles and running for their lives. As soon as Jackson saw their boots at the bridge deck, he throttled up the diesels, ready to...